Hey guys, this is Stephen Cleveland, goalkeeper with the Seattle Sounders, and this is Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling, whoa, Circling, Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Charles Hammaker, today with episode 139 of the show, uh, coming off of our uh, interview with Adrian Jordan. Um, boy, yeah, no, with, with what's been happening the last few weeks with, you know, Russell Wilson being traded, um, you know, shall trade deadline, MLB free agency, you know, the lockout ending, all of that taking place uh you know in the past few weeks last few episodes have been pretty jam-packed there's a lot going on uh with that being said there's still some stuff going on but it's not nearly as much as those last few weeks so we will jump right into it here uh episode 139 of the show excuse me as we head over to our seattle seahawks uh, excuse me heading straight into team notes on the 22nd of the month Pete carroll stated that he fought to keep Russell Wilson within the organization. Carroll says that he fought to keep Russell Wilson in Seattle until it quote unquote, wasn't meaningful anymore to stick with that mindset. Now this is an interesting quote simply because of the fact that, uh, you know, after every season, the last few years, Pete Carroll has reemphasized that he wants to run the ball, run the ball more, run the ball more efficiently. Um, and it's, it's, you know, been kind of the opposite of what Russell Wilson has wanted. So I just, it's a little bit comical, a little bit amusing to hear Pete Carroll say that. Um, and I'm intrigued to see how much he really quote unquote fought to keep Russell Wilson uh, in Seahawks blue and green. On the 23rd of the month, uh, Pete Carroll stated that he wants, you know, Smith to be involved in the team's quarterback competition uh, Carroll said that the team wants to keep Geno Smith and have him involved in competition for its starting role. Also on the 23rd, Bobby Wagner visited with the LA Rams. On the 24th, the team signed cornerback Justin Coleman to a one-year deal. The details of that deal money-wise have not been released yet. Um, it's his second stint with Seattle, spending the 2017 to 2018 season with the Hawks. Uh, it's I think it's a solid addition. I'm intrigued to see if this is Seattle's um, if Seattle is done adding to its secondary because at this moment you've got Sidney Jones, Trey Brown, uh, Artie Burns, uh, Sidney Brown, Sidney Jones, Trey Brown, Artie Burns, um, Justin Coleman. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but. Um, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a bad group. I'm just intrigued to see how it fits out, especially because it doesn't seem like we've got that Pete Carroll cornerback, someone who's a tall, sort of lanky corner. Um, and I'm intrigued to see how this roster rounds out. You know, the, the safeties are, are set in stone. I'm just intrigued to see what the cornerback play is going to be like um, and how those guys might step up, but also how those roles will be filled. Who's going to take the starting roles on the outside? Who's going to fill that uh, slot corner position, that nickel package position, um, and see how ultimately that all breaks down. Also on the 24th, KJ Wright spoke on the Russell Wilson trade saying, I wasn't surprised. You could tell that he and Pete Carroll weren't seeing eye to eye. On the 25th, Carroll stated, uh, we spoke on DK Metcalf stating that they will do whatever it takes to extend his contract amidst all of the news that's happening in the NFL around the uh, rapid wide receiver market. Uh, DK would also state that day that he understands that he must take leaders, uh, a leadership role now that Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner are gone. I talked about this on the circling Seattle sports uh, on converge uh, Seahawks segment today 
um, about, you know, DK's leadership and how that might pop up. Um, it's interesting to look at because I have no idea who on that offensive side of the ball would wear the captain's patch outside of maybe potentially DK. Uh, now that Russell Wilson is gone, I don't necessarily see it. Um, as any of the linemen that are on the team or any of the running backs, let alone into the tight end. So it, 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 if anything, you know, it would probably be Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. And I'm not saying this isn't necessarily saying that Tyler Lockett isn't a captain material, but I, I could see DK taking that role. I'm intrigued to see that and intrigued to see how that might play out. Who will wear that captain C on the offensive side of the football. Um, on the 28th, uh, there was a report came out that the Rams want Bobby Wagner at a discount. Bobby Wagner, who is representing himself, might I say, is seeking a one-year uh, $11 million deal, but the Rams do not want to meet that asking price. And it makes sense. I mean, this is a team that's cash-strapped, and they're already paying a bunch of contracts and probably looking to re-sign some players. Um, so it makes sense that um, the Rams don't want to meet the asking price. They probably don't want to have to have that cap hit for this upcoming year um as we flip over to league news on march 21st it was announced that al michaels will be joining amazon's thursday night football crew the broadcaster is leaving nbc to join amazon's new thursday night crew on a huge 75 million dollar deal on the 23rd it was uh, announced that kansas city the chiefs we're going to be trading uh, Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. This is what I was talking about uh, with that hot wide receiver market. Uh, immediately afterwards, Hill would sign an extension with the Dolphins. It's a five-year, $120 million deal. Uh, the Dolphins also signed left tackle Teron Armstead to a five-year, $87.5 million deal, taking him out of any running with Seattle. Um, and there was no news, really, that he was even linked to the Seahawks. Um, but the, the Hill news is important simply because of the fact that DK Metcalf is in line for an extension and he'll see these deals that Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hill have signed at 28 million and $30 million and say, Hey, I want some of that money. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that's where that plays into, um, and it's something to note because I know that John Schneider was asked about the wide receiver market as well as an extension on DK. And I know that Pete Carroll said he wants to get that extension done before the 2022 season, but Schneider was, he had a really vague answer when asked about that it says, Oh, it's kind of at a bad time. Uh, this, this, he just really seemed noncommittal about the question. So I'm sort of intrigued to see how that plays out on the 24th. Deshaun Watson was cleared of criminal charges. A second grand jury declined to indict an outstanding complaint. Um, it's just an interesting situation and still seems like something fishy is going on. So I we will continue to keep an eye on that. On the 28th, a uh, little flurry of news here. The Lions will be featured on this year's NFL Hard Knocks. Uh, Detroit is hosting the 2024 NFL Draft. The NFL announced that Detroit was chosen over Green Bay and Washington, D.C., and the NFL creates a new diversity committee. Uh, the league creates an NFL diversity advisory committee to review its hiring policies in light of ongoing criticism. Uh, one of, well, I think the main part of this is that the NFL is requiring teams to hire a minority or female offensive assistant uh, as part of their Rooney Rule expansion. Heading over to our Seattle Mariners spring training here on the 22nd, the Mariners played the Chicago Cubs playing to a five to five tie. 
player of the game would be first baseman Mike Ford going one for one with a run and two RBIs. Uh, March 24th at the Cleveland Guardians winning that game three to two. Play of the game left fielder Billy Hamilton going one for one with two RBIs. On the 25th versus the Chicago White Sox winning that one three to nothing. Play of the game right fielder Mitch Hanniger going one for three with uh, three RBIs. March 26th at the Milwaukee Brewers tying that game five to five. Play of the game catcher Tom Murphy going one for two with a run, two RBIs and a walk. March 27th at the Oakland Athletics winning that one seven to one. Player of the game being third baseman Eugenio Suarez um, going one for three with one run and two RBIs. And then March 28th versus the Texas Rangers winning that game six to five. Player of the game, Rich, uh, Rich right fielder Mitch Hanninger going two for three with two RBIs. Um, so it's uh, it wasn't a bad weekend week uh, for the Mariners. You see more wins uh, than losses there. Only, no losses, only uh two ties there so keeping that streak going uh having a good good spring training for the most part you know the most important thing is um getting your younger players in there getting them developed and seeing who you might uh, have as a potential breakout candidate uh, in the actual season as well as seeing if it's possible excuse me there we go that any of the players that are on your current roster or in your current system are going to be able to fill the holes that you have. And what I mean by that is that the manners really don't have a set fifth starter in their rotation. Now, um, over the past week, it's been sort of put together that Matt Brash could fight for that spot. I am intrigued by this. It's obviously a young guy who, uh, the, there was a lot of hype around towards the end of the year, hoping that he could come in and, uh, maybe get some burn, uh, was in the bullpen for those last few games. I know, uh, towards the end of the season, but didn't get any play. Um, it's been showing out, um, in spring training. So will he get that position? I'm going to feel lucky. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Matt Brash is going to have that fifth starter spot by the, by opening day. Watch now that I said that the Mariners are going to do something crazy and that won't happen. So we'll see. Um, but he, he's certainly been making a name for himself, uh, even more of a name for himself this spring training uh, for player of the week. I had infielder Abraham Toro in 17 at bats. Abraham had a 529 average, a 600 flat on base percentage, a 674 slugging percentage, a 1.274 on base plus slugging. One walk, 11 total bases, one RBI, a triple, and nine hits total. So Abraham is somebody that has really shown out um, this spring training as well, similar to Brash, um, and has really been hitting the ball really well. I know that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin, I think it's Justin Hollander, is the assistant general manager with the Mariners and was on uh, the broadcast for today's game against the uh, Rangers and was talking about Toro um, and said he was just a really natural, a natural hitter. Uh, Very rarely does he swing and miss. Um, And I know that there was all the controversy uh, with the Graveman trade at the deadline and this and this and that. And, you know, to be honest, I, it, it made total sense when it happened. You know, I thought the trade made total sense. You've got a guy who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year and is a little bit older and you don't know if he's going to be able to sustain the production that he's had. Why would you not move on? Right. Um, and you get a young prospect, well, not prospect, you get a young player out of it that's got some upside. 
I don't see why you wouldn't make that move. And they did. So, you know, I think it's overall, it's a positive thing. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, I'm, I'm just it's happy to know that I was right about that. Um, and I'm really intrigued to see what sort of role Abraham is going to be able to carve out for himself um, this upcoming season. Heading over to injury news on the 26th, uh, it was announced that Evan White has a sports hernia. The first baseman was diagnosed with a sports hernia and will undergo surgery as soon as possible. Uh, a sports hernia turnaround time is 6 to 12 weeks. Uh, in team-related news, on the 22nd, the Mariners made some roster moves, optioning uh, right-handed pitcher Joey Gerber to Triple A Tacoma, optioning Juan Then, a right-handed pitcher to Triple uh, Triple Double uh, A Arkansas, uh, reassigning a few players to minor league camp. Right-handed pitcher Travis Kuhn, infielder Jose Caballero, infielder Noel V. Marte, outfielder Zach Deloach, and uh, the team signed right-handed pitcher Sal Romano to a minor league contract. On the 23rd, the Manor signed veteran relief pitcher Sergio Romo to a one-year $2 million deal. Uh, Romo, in his 14 MLB seasons, has appeared in 798 games, uh, winning three World Series rings, and was named a 2013 National League All-Star. On the 24th, it was announced that the Mariners uh, would have team legend Ichiro Suzuki throw out a first the first pitch on opening day on April 15th, this coming uh, with the news of Ichiro weekend in August. So like Bell Garcia said on the episode of Circling South Sports on Converge today, if you don't have your tickets to Ichiro weekend, I do that now. Tickets opening day are already sold out. Um, it should be a really great season. Uh, there's a lot of excitement around it. There's a lot of talent in this ball club. Um, it, sh- it should be a lot of fun. I am so gassed up for baseball season. I'm so excited uh, to be at the ballpark all the time um it's 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 going to be a lot of fun and i'm really excited to get back to it you know to be part of the festivities to see all the people that it brings to the ballpark to see all the you know the the kids that it leaves a mark on it's it's going to be a really exciting time again in seattle i mean um you saw down the stretch there how how incredible it was you know i've got that uh dave sims call uh, Dave Sims, former Circling Sales Sports interview alum, um, call of the Mitch Hanniger, uh, uh hit in game 161 um, bookmarked on Twitter. And sometimes I'll just go and watch that and get the call and uh, see how insane the ballpark was that night. It's, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, on the 26th, the team reassigned three players to minor league camp, right-handed pitcher Devin Sweet, uh, left-handed pitcher Rowenis Elias, and catcher Jake Anchia. On the 27th, the team made the following roster moves, optioning infielder Kevin Padlow to AAA Tacoma, optioning outfielder Alberto Rodriguez to high A Everett, and reassigning five players to minor league camp, right-handed pitcher Asher Wojciechowski, catcher Josh Morgan, outfielders Forrest Wall and Marcus Wilson, as well as infielder slash outfielder Sam Haggerty. I do want to take a quick moment and reflect on the Sergio Romo signing. Obviously, this is a signing in um, in response to losing Casey Sadler. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Hollander said this on the broadcast today as well. Um, but I think I think it really does help the team out because of how much of a veteran presence you're getting 
right? You're, I just read it, right? Uh, 798 games was in 60 games last year for the Athletics. Um, a guy that has so much experience. And, you know, you for a team that hopes to be pushing for a playoff run this season, having his experience and having his his knowledge in, in the bullpen um, is, is going to be really valuable. And that should be um, a really big help. So the Mariners sit at now a five and three record. Um, and their upcoming slate of games is really jam packed for the week. Uh, on the 29th, they will play the Kansas city Royals at 1:10. March 30th at the Chicago Cubs at 105. Uh, March 31st versus the Cleveland guardians at 6:40. April 1st at the Colorado Rockies at 6:40. April 2nd versus the Milwaukee Brewers at 6:40. April 3rd at the Kansas city Royals at 3:05. April 4th at the Arizona Diamondbacks at 110. So a full slate of games for our Mariners there. Uh, it just really sucks because I know some people, excuse me, have been looking to watch these games. And, you know, unless you have a streaming site, excuse me, um, it's a little bit hard to watch these things. You know, it's, it's, uh, some of these games have been on Root Sports. But they also, you know, if even if they're on Root Sports, I know that most of them are on a time delay and they won't be posted until like six, you know, sometime in the, the night that day, you know, after it's like, okay, you can probably find the result online um, or the team will post it, you know. So just wish that uh, baseball would work on that and get that figured out, the whole blackout thing. So this is your time to check out Hom Seattle. Hom has your back in the loving big brother kind of way. Uh, our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time race. And the team, I know that's Isaac's involved, Isaac Allnett. Uh, they do a great job with everything that they do. Um, and it's always exciting to see what else Hom's has going on. I know that they're fresh off of the spring drop. Um, and a good amount of those pieces last time that I checked had been sold out. So, um, I want to take the time uh, to say if there's anything left, go ahead and try and get your hands on it. Uh, it's all really quality stuff, and I don't bullshit you on that. Uh, great, now I have to put the swearing thing on the episode. Um, no, I, you know, it's it's all really quality stuff and supporting good cause, too. It's it's just, it's not something that I can go to the store and find, you know, it's something that was cheaply made. It's good quality stuff. And there's a real message behind it. So that's Hom Seattle, H-O-M-S-S-E-A-T-T-L-E.com. Go and check out Race and his company on what they're doing over there. On to our Seattle Sounders, who continued their regular season but had an international break, so there was nothing going on. Uh, so no, nothing really to break down to you over the last week. Um, the team record sits at one win, one uh, draw, two losses. Uh, the team stands at 10th in the Western Conference at the current moment. Uh, looking ahead, though, they have two important matchups, April 2nd at Minnesota United uh, with a 5 o'clock start. You know, Minnesota, um, we'll check here, but I know that Minnesota in years past has been a tough opponent. Um, you know, we look back to the fact that a few years ago you were playing them in the Western Conference final. Uh, Minnesota, let's take a look here. Do, 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 do. Minnesota sits at third in the Western Conference at the moment uh, with eight points, you know, two wins, two ties. So they haven't lost yet. Um, oh, Seattle's at 11th in the Western Conference right now. My apologies. 
um, it's, it's a good test. You know, you, you, this is a team that's looking to continue to bounce back. The last time they put in uh, MLS play was a three to two win over the galaxy that, you know, shows some resiliency, but your defense did not look as good as it should. Um, you're dealing with some guys that have injuries right now. Um, but overall, I think it's, uh, this is a good test, you know, it's on the road as well. So, um, I'm going to have to work on that. And then April 6th versus New York city FC with a seven o'clock start. Uh, that is leg one of the CONCACAF champions league semifinal that is here in Seattle. Uh, the semifinal, of the CONCACAF champions league. I don't think it needs any hype up any, you know, further buildup. Uh, this is a game that's really important and it's important to, you know, get as much of a, a win as you possibly can, quite honestly, you know, you saw how it helped you in that, uh, it, you know, advancing past club Leon in the quarterfinal round, um, going three to one, three to nothing in that first leg. So, um, best I can say is take care of business in, in, in leg one. Whew. Heading over to our Seattle Storm news here. Heading over to our Seattle Storm uh, with team-related notes. On the 23rd, the Storm announced that they will host the LA Sparks in a preseason game on April 23rd uh, with a 6 p.m. tip-off time at Climate Pledge Arena. I highly advise that you get your tickets on not only these, but any other games that you're able to make yourself uh, available for. I'm in the Subers last season. The Storm are going to be pushing and fighting for another title to put Sue out on top. Um, and it's the, excuse me, Storm's uh, first game back. Well, that game is going to be the Storm's first game back uh, in Climate Pledge Arena since the remodel, since the renovation from the old Key Arena. So um, if you're not going to be there, uh, look at the schedule, see what other games are going to be available. I know that Signal Gate tickets went on sale today. Uh, so go ahead and go check that out. See what is best uh, suited for you and your schedule and make sure that you're able to get out to Climate Pledge Arena for a game this year. On the 25th, it was announced that Ezzy Magbegor was named the WNBL's Youth Player of the Year. It's her third time winning the award, the most ever in the award's history, uh, as she averaged 16.1 points per game and 7.5 rebounds per game. Um, we talked about it on the show today. Uh, it's really important to me, I think, that uh, Magma Gorham has a breakout year. I mean, she's nicely developed and continued to do so over the last few years since she's been, you know, with the squad. Um, but with the team not signing a veteran, experienced big woman, uh, you know, a Tina Charles, uh, Tina Charles, Emma Messamin, um, Stephanie Dawson, uh, it's, it's, you know, and especially from what was said about Mercedes Russell, it really seems like Seattle and Noel Quinn are betting on their own roster. You know, Bell said it great a few weeks ago. I hope you're not putting too much pressure on your big three, you know, to to win it all and get to this final title. Uh, and I agree with that. You know, it's just. I think I think that. Ezzy's development and ability to have a breakout season this year would be really, really um, critical to winning a fifth title. So um, hoping to see that, but I am really intrigued to see how that ultimately plays out. So that is it for the uh, storm related news. We do have some WNBA related news um, on the 23rd of the month. It was announced that the United States gained temporary access to Brittany Griner, 
excuse me, an official from the U.S. Embassy in Russia recently checked on the WNBA star um, who is said to be in quote-unquote good condition. Now, this is tough because, you know, if someone's in prison, how good of condition can they really be in? You know, and what progress is being made? You know, this is um, a case where I'm wondering when we will see uh, some, I don't know, just some actual movement and some idea of a uh, some idea of when we'll see Brittany, you know, because I know that uh, they pushed her detainment back till May, like May 15th. But why? Why did that happen? You know, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's not enough information that's coming out of uh, Russia regarding this. Obviously, there's a lot more going on with Russia right now in the world. But I'm just I'm just concerned, hoping that we can get her home, you know, much sooner rather than later. Um, March 24th, it was announced that Elena Deladon uh, will assist Joe Biden. The mystic superstar will be the co-chair of the president's. Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition after Herschel Walker was asked to step down from the position. So that is it for the Storm and WNBA side of things. As we head over here uh, to Maestro Athletics, that is Maestro Athletics, M-A-E-S-T-R-O-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S, Maestro Athletics. Just got finished uh, with another O'Day drop. Um, At the moment, I think that's about it, dealing with some stuff. Uh, with their band collections um you know for the time being that's about it they uh working on some stuff i know that they've got a big uh show coming up in a little bit so look out for that but otherwise uh, still go and check out uh, maestro athletics at least on instagram that is m-a-e-s-t-r-o a-t-h-l-e-t-i-c-s dot com um oops As we head over to our Seattle Kraken here over the past week, playing three games, two of them down in L.A. So a little three game road trip on the 22nd, traveling down to Arizona to play the Coyotes, winning that game four to two. Play the game defenseman Carson Soucy with two goals, two points, a two plus minus and eight shots on goal Uh, with the two goals. Soucy would pass his career high in goals in a season uh, now at nine on the 26th at the LA Kings. The Kraken would lose that game two to four play of the game forward Daniel Sprong with one goal, one point, a one plus minus and two shots on goal on the 28th at the LA Kings winning that game in blowout fashion, six to one player of the game uh, defenseman Vince Dunn with two assists, two points, a three plus minus and four shots on goal. So, yeah, good week overall you you know what you win two or three uh especially with you know losses of several veteran players you know via the trade deadline obviously um uh via the trade deadline and then you get you know sprung and Pouliot and rask all involved um and rask scoring his first game 
uh, scoring his first goal with the team actually today on the 28th. Uh, Daniel Sprong scoring in two back to back games. So, and w- let's get into team news. On the 21st, the team acquired forward Victor Rask from the Minnesota Wild. The Wild received future considerations. So, so I'm interested to see what that means and what we'll see, uh, learn about that. But that is something to look at. Um, the Wild will also retain 50% of Rask's contract. Uh, reported to the AHL Charlotte immediately following the trade, uh, the Kraken received forward Victor Rask. So uh, Rask now scoring uh, his first goal with the team in the blowout win against the Kings. And then on the 24th, the team recalled forward Victor Rask from Charlotte. So there's that move uh, to get him on the team officially. Um, oop. So the Kraken now sit at a 21 win. 39 loss, six overtime loss record with 44 points. Uh, they sit at eighth in the Pacific Division, as has been all season. They have three upcoming games this week. The first, uh, March 30th versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights at 7 o'clock. April 1st versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights at 7 o'clock as well. So you see that sort of back-to-back game thing against the Golden Knights. April 3rd versus the Dallas Stars at six o'clock and that will round up a little three game homestand this upcoming week. Um, well, you know, for the time for the week that is um, heading over to our oil range here in the challenge range rain in the challenge cup uh, March 26 at angel city FC going down to Titan stadium at Cal state Fullerton playing angel city for the first time ever winning that game in big fashion, three to one play of the game. You could give it to Veronica Latsko or Angelina uh, or even Valentilis Joyce, really. Um, but we're going to pick Angelina here, midfielder Angelina Constantino with a goal and assist and a sh- uh, with a one shot on goal. Um, kind of stunning. Um, the rain came out and scored three goals unanswered. Uh, Valentilis Joyce had a great uh, performance and goal. And the team was really firing on all cylinders and doing so without Megan Rapino or Alyssa Melanson. Um, yeah, it's it, it was it was a pretty satisfying game. I don't know if it's just me, but I've just kind of uh, you know with with some of the players that Angel City has, you know, with some of the rain players, you know, Danny Weatherholt, uh, now Madison Hammond, um, but also the Angel City having Kristen Press. Um, there's a lot of talent on that roster. And so I was a little bit worried, you know, about Angel City coming into the season, uh, but the raid handled them pretty well in challenge cup. So this, you know, obviously this is the first time the teams have met, but I was, I was happy with the uh, result there. And I don't know, just excited to have our rain back um, and playing again. So injury related news on the 25th, two players were held out of the match against Angel City forward, uh, Megan Rapino and Alyssa Melanson. So the Reigns today, a one win, one draw record in the Challenge Cup this season. Looking ahead, they will tape on the Portland Thorns once again um, down in Providence Park in Portland on April 2nd with a 7 o'clock start. Portland also is one win and one draw. Um, Portland sits at second in the Western Division. The Reigns sit at first. Heading over to our Seattle Seawolves here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is a tough one, folks. Um so the Seawolves took on the only other team in Major League Rugby um, 
to have won the MLR title. Uh, Seattle winning the first two, the 2020 season being canceled. So obviously no winner there. And then 2021, the Giltinis winning it. The Giltinis came to town on the 26th for a sort of champion versus champion match. Uh, Seattle lost that one pretty heavily, 12 to 31. Can't give you a player of the game for this one. Um, Seattle just, it's its not even that Seattle necessarily got just flat out dominated. It was that Seattle had uh, several possessions. Um, Seattle had several possessions, several opportunities where they were moving the ball well, passing the ball upfield you know, making some great carries. And then there were several different instances. One happened right in front of me, right in, uh, right in front of the try line where the ball squirted out for a turnover out of bounds. Uh, one where Seattle had a great wide open possession, was taking things well, and then decided to go for a kick pass, and it went way overboard. Um, another kick pass that was, you know, it just... My friend my friend said it, said it best, I think, is that you were trying to do too much. Um I don't, I don't know why you are, you know, this is a team that I think is a, is a few adjustments away from being atop the West. And, you know, at the time being, you know, those adjustments haven't been made. We've seen these issues really since week one, since round one of the major league rugby season. Um, and they just have not been really adjusted or fixed, you know, even in your three and O start um, those adjustments, those adjustments, those issues were so present, you know, and again, as I've said, they were not, there was no, the adjustments have not been made. So I'm wondering when those adjustments might be made, um, how soon, how soon will it take? You know, the team has a bye week this week, um, you know, take some time to yourself, recuperate, regroup, uh, come back, you know, work on some things, um, and you've you've got you've got a hell of a uh, of a bounce back opportunity uh, coming up. But we we have some some team related news before we get into the upcoming. Uh, the team news on March twenty third, it was announced that Captain Rickard Hatting was named the MLR Player of the Week for his performance against the Dallas Jackals, recording one try, sixteen ball carries, a one hundred ninety meters total traveled, and ten tackles in the big victory over the Jackals. On the 25th, the Seawolves signed Ty Enosa through the 2022 season. Uh, Enosa is a utility back who has formerly played for the San Diego Legion back in 2019 and the USA Sevens team. Uh, so getting getting some experience there. And it's always interesting to me to see when the Seawolves sign players because a decent amount of them have, you know, that national team um, experience and it just shows you to me that there's a lot of experience on this team and I, I think they're plenty capable of being a contending team it's just about making those adjustments and continuing forward so the team record now sits at four and four sending it third in the western conference with 21 points two behind second place western conference the second place for uh, western conference team looking ahead april 9th at the new england free jacks 1 30 p.m that is in new england uh, and for your information, as it sits currently, New England is six and one. So regardless of if they lose this upcoming week, making them six and two, this is a team that hasn't done a lot of losing this season. 
and Seattle has lost half of their games. So uh, it's, it's uh, going to be a hell of an opportunity to try and bounce back um, and show what you might've been able to accomplish, you know, over that bye week So we will see how that goes. No supersonics news for you. No dragons news. Uh, as we over to head over to UW athletics, Oof, I, you know, disappointing things to look at with the, the seawolves there, but then we head over to baseball and softball and it doesn't get too much better. Um, <clears throat> on the 25th, the Utah baseball team started the first of a three game series down in Arizona state, losing the first game five to 12 player. The game would be third baseman, Michael Snyder going two for four with two runs and three RBIs March 26th at Arizona state. Uh, losing that game three to five player of the game, right fielder Kobe Morales going three for four with two runs and an RBI. And then on the 27th at Arizona state winning that game six to four in 11 innings player of the game, shortstop Cam Clayton going three for five with a run two RBIs and being left on base once the team record now sits at 13 and 10 uh, ranking fourth in the pack 12, the team's upcoming schedule, uh, is as such March 29th at Portland at five o'clock April 1st versus Arizona at six Oh five. Then two more games against Arizona on the second versus Arizona at two Oh five. And then on the third uh, at one Oh five heading over to softball here who did, you know, I've said it, I've said this often, you know, when I've talked about the show to people or I've talked about the softball team with people so often when we do the UW section of the show uh, that, you know, it feels like UW softball is always the shining light. Um, and by that, I mean, always doing positive, winning games, uh, doing so in good fashion, uh, you know, great player performances. Uh, not this week. I know that you're playing number three UCLA, but I really wish that, you know, if you're going to be a team that really wants to push for a title, that you've got to win games like you got to win series like this, let alone win any games. And you didn't, you got swept by UCLA in your house. Um, March 25th versus number three, UCLA losing that game two to three Put of the game shortstop Bailey Klingler going two for three with a run and two RBIs March 26th versus number three, UCLA losing that game zero to four, no player of the game on that one. And then March 27th versus number three, UCLA, losing that game four to five. Player of the game, designated player, Olivia Johnson, going one for four with a run. Sorry, I'm a big nail. My left hand was bothering me. Um. Going one for four with a run and two RBIs. So the team is currently on a five-game losing streak that stretches back to their series against Cal the week before. Um, I get it that two of these three games were within a run, but you know, the good teams, the contending teams, they find a way to pull out those close ones. Um, and that didn't happen. That did not happen um in this one. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm I talked with my same friend about this, uh, the same friend from the Seawolves. You know, it just feels like the depth might not be there. You know, you're looking. Uh, I don't know. It's also tough to fill the shoes of a Sis Bates and a Morgan Flores. You know, I get it. There are some younger players on this team, but 
Um, the the team's slogan has been, oh, you know, we've got work to do. You know, these are nice victories, but there's something more at hand. You know, if you want something more at hand, you're going to have to, you know, the way you look at it, you're probably not going to be able to host much when it comes to seeding for playoffs uh, later on in the bracket. You're going to need to probably play on the road a bit. Um, and then if you make it to the World Series, you're going to probably, again, be playing, you know, an Oklahoma team that unless they get upset already had your number last year granted there's some weird uh, things going on uh, but also the fact that they have a lot more talent than you probably so I don't know I'm interested to see how this goes um, this season and how the team finishes out well I know it's still relatively early in the season but need, need to see some things change so with that being said um that has been your week in Seattle sports. Um, I don't know who else gets to the end of these things, uh, but I want to thank you. Firstly, if you did uh, make sure to follow us on social medias, Instagram circling Seattle sports, Twitter circling sports, um, Facebook circling Seattle sports. Uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube. It's circling Seattle sports, obviously, but also check out our con- content on converge media. Um, that is YouTube Converge Media uh, and head to the playlists and the Circling Cell Sports playlist. Um, and just know that uh, I've seen, uh, had our competition uh, post some things in the, in the past here, the last few weeks. And it's just uh, exciting to see kind of lit a fire under my ass. So got a lot of work coming for you. A lot of stuff coming, a lot of content and uh excited to do it so with that being said we will see you next week for the next installment of circling seattle sports uh the podcast this is episode 139 i am charles hammaker Uh, with that being said uh take care of yourself be well and do your best to make today a great day baba booey